you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you into the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Go here with you, joined alongside Full House. Once again, we got the whiz kid from Wisconsin back in the building. What's up, man? I am here. I'm happy to be here. I had a, like a, my family was here for like a week, yes. so uh, it, it was great to see them, and now I'm ready to get back to, to normal life. To and the I, grind. I still have a lot of pieces to pick up. I got to do a lot of laundry and of clean mm. stuff and all that jazz, so that's going to be it's going to be fun trickling into the next couple days. <laughs> uh, we've got the franchise here as well, Matt Franciscovich. What's up, man? How you doing? Yo, I'm good. Yeah? Still uh, kind of comprehending what happened yesterday oh, in that Vikings game. Boy. Oh, boy. Uh, it was we're, wild. We're going to get to those games. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, both the games we saw on Sunday. Uh, I didn't put anything from Saturday's games in because, quite frankly, they were both kind of – What? No, the Eagles-Falcons game was good. That, game was, that game, game was awesome. Was Eagles-Falcons, okay, all right. We all can right. forget that the, the other game The happened. other happened, okay. Matt Harmon here as well. What's up, man? Oh, hell yeah, it's a great weekend of football. I had so much fun watching all those games. It was awesome. I'm so – Excited. Yeah. I thought we started we're starting off yeah. a little like a little low. A little well, low. You guys are all low right yeah, now. That's I'm high. True. Okay. I'm no, high. That's true. Okay, you know Great. what? Fair. Fair. Uh well can I just throw this out there? I put this out there on Twitter.com yesterday, but was this the best opening two rounds of the playoffs in NFL history? Because you can make a case that seven of the eight games were phenomenal. Yeah. Like late lead yeah. changes, close, yeah, high drama plays, big yeah. plays. I think you could make a case that this is one of the best opening first two rounds of the playoffs in NFL history. I mean, we certainly saw a play we've never seen before in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, um, that's an all-timer. Well, no, it re- really yeah. is. It, there's yeah. literally never been a walk-off. Fourth quarter, uh, get, postseason fourth touchdown. Quartering, yeah, walk-off postseason yeah. touchdown. Oh, no, 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 Zero yeah, seconds yeah, on yeah, the clock. Exactly. So you've never seen that play. 
in NFL history. So yeah, certainly a case could be made. Uh, Producer Chris, we didn't we didn't even get your your take. What's up, pal? How you doing? What's up, guys? Unbelievable. Sunday was unbelievable. I'm sorry, franchise, for the for the Steelers loss. Sorry, right. we talked about it on a Thursday. But hey, we're in a we're in an upgraded conference room, by the way. Yeah, too. not oh, a closet. The guarantee is a little bit bigger than the closet. Yes, we've got some absolutely. nice glass windows. These are real nice chairs we're sitting in too. I think I think when people should imagine- we close that door. Yeah, we should close that door. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it open? The door's open. <laughs> uh, I, f- I think when people imagine, like, conference room at the NFL Network, this is probably what they actually oh, imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Not, not the, the one not we the were, one were normally There in. are right. four big screen TVs. Like, what do we think these are? 70 inches? Not quite? Mm, no. 60-something? I didn't even notice. 69. Wow. Like, these They're 69 chairs, inches. These chairs are outrageous. I wish I had one of these on my <laughs> desk. so nice. These are so – for, like, a, for a, like a, just a rolling desk chair, these are unbelievably The ones we have in the newsroom are, like, falling apart. This may be a oh, two-hour podcast today. Mine is, oh, mine is literally teetering back and forth. I'm just wondering, like – Will I? Will it make it to the Super Bowl? It's it's supposed to have four wheels and only has three, so you're trying to like lean to one side oh, yeah. the whole time. If yeah. you ever thought that working at NFL Media was this super glamorous, you know, like you're gonna get golden caviar served on, you know, it's, <laughs> nope. Oh no, no. This Good is. One. I'm pu- I'm punching people just to get some almonds from the from the break room. <laughs> right? I'm saying it's like a pack of wolves when the snacks get dropped yeah. over there. It is. Uh, the cr- the cubicle life at NFL Media is for reals. Only so. in the newsroom, though, because in other areas, like those snacks will be there till like the next day. Oh yeah, the newsroom is crazy. They're, the, we're just we're not gone even in ten in, minutes. Th- well, it's because we're treated like animals there that we have become <laughs> like animals. Well, there's the most people. Jeez. There's the most people in the smallest like snacks. Well, Water fa- the water fountain like runs out yeah. sometimes. Oh, the water that's does the worst. The water does, does it really? run out. On yeah. Oh, yeah. Basis. We go dry at noon in yeah. like mid season. We go dry. We're like, noon. get water now. It's running low. <laughs> yeah, better start. Rationing. The stream is low pressure. Oh man, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Oh man, what a nice <clears throat> tangent that was. <laughs> what a. But to your yeah. point, I don't know about like best in NFL history because I don't who the hell knows. But like, it's been an unbelievable set of of postseason games. So much fun. Like the wild card games were great. Right. The divisional round. Did not uh, disappoint. It's, it's no. always supposed to be the best weekend of football, and and we've got like the games next weekend. We have three great stories, and then the Evil Empire. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, you know it's it's so it's a great set of right. like I think whoever comes out winning this, and even you know I guess in some ways I could humanize the Patriots and be like. Wow, what an incredible thing to see them win another Super Bowl. Well, no. there's just nope. so much greatness. No. I know I don't want it either, but I'm just saying, no. like, and no you matter you have who, to respect it. No matter who, no matter who, like wins. They the Super got Bowl, another easy draw. They they got to beat your Steelers because Antonio Brown busted up his calf. Then they get the Titans, who didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. Right, but it's still impressive. I'm, I I mean. Okay. I'm over it. I'm over Brady's them. I'm over it too. But, but so three, cancel, uh, cancel the Patriots. Save football. I'm so over. I'm over it too. But you can't dismiss them. But three. So three out of the four outcomes that we could have would be unbelievable. Yes. Great stories. Right. Uh, yeah. You know. So I, except I'm, that one. Except that one. You know. Like for the Pats, option is is heavily weighted. Yeah, for the Pats, it just agree. feels like another notch on the belt. I don't agree, I don't agree with that it's at like, all. All right, I, I do not agree. We'll, with we'll that get at to all. it when we get to it. But let's uh, let's get back to these uh, games that we saw on Sunday. Um, I mean, I feel bad for Marcus Williams, the uh, the safety there for the New Orleans Saints, but he's going to go down in football infamy, man. It's, mm. in my mind, the worst defensive play in NFL history. Uh, completely whiffing on that Stephon Diggs tackle. Uh, people got into my mentions about, is this worse? Uh, you're forgetting about Raheem Moore in Denver uh, when he just 
I, who the hell knows what he was doing against Baltimore. Uh, but the reason I say this is the worst is because he was actually trying to make the right play, mm-hmm. but just God, I mean, what happened? Just That's, completely went. The, the Raheem Moore example, he was going for the ball, right? And he didn't make the right play. He didn't make the right decision, which was, hey, any any caught ball on attack, the game's over. The only, the, literally the only thing you can't give up is a touchdown. But Raheem Moore's making a play on the ball. Marcus Williams is, was – I think actually Raheem Moore's might be worse because think, as the safety, I think so your too. one job is don't let anybody get behind you. Marcus Williams didn't let Stefan Diggs get behind him until – he totally whiffed the tackle. Raheem Moore made more of like a selfish play and blew everything up for Marcus them. Marcus Williams knew the situation, yeah, and he did not execute on right. the situation. In it terms was... of what it felt like, I post on Instagram that I was re- actually reflecting on that Ravens game last night, and right. like yeah, th- this one felt worse. This and maybe it's maybe it's recency bias or whatever, but just the way it happened, like. Because not only does he miss the tackle, or just he takes miss, out his guy, he, he misses everything, and then then it's just like, oh, Diggs is going, oh, he's still going, he's going, oh, he's just scored a touchdown, like and just to walk, like to walk off yeah. like that no, in but regulation. You, but but yeah. you realize that Marcus Williams took out his own guy, yeah, no, the one guy that could have made the play. It was rough. <laughs> oh, that guy, that guy didn't have a prayer of catching. Diggs he was a yard behind it, and, and he was Diggs, more than a yard behind. Well, him. hold up, he was a yard behind, and 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 Diggs was stumbling when he first caught the ball. If if that guy's running at full steam, he's catching him. I don't think he catches Diggs. Oh man, I, I really, I really don't think he catches. Diggs I was there. ready for Diggs to go out of bounds yeah. and them kick a field goal. And he Either kept way. running, and I was like, "He's still, he's still going." Like, yeah, it was yeah. I was like, "I couldn't believe it." Neither I, could, neither could Diggs or Keenan. Both of them said that, like, in the locker room post game interviews. Both of them were like, "I don't know." what just like I think <laughs> Diggs said to Keenan when they were hugging in the locker room, like, "I, I don't know what just happened." He's like, "I don't know either." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were uh, blown away. Yeah, Keenan was. Keenum's why this one? Great. Why this one might have, in the moment, viscerally felt worse too is Jacoby Jones has only tied it. In that game yeah. against Baltimore, they had to go to overtime, and then that's, Baltimore. That's, that's right. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's because he just. That's right. It was over. But it then it's over. Then it's also. That. I think the Ravens got the first possession in that game, kicked a field goal, and was and was over. Oh no, they couldn't have because that was probably after the the rule was changed. All right. So in the <sighs> NFC Championship game, Eagles taking on the Vikings. I oh, mean, man. it's Case Keenum versus Nick Foles. Two Jeff Fisher quarterback. Jeff Fisher quarterback. And their numbers are seven and nine. That's true. <laughs> SB, SB Nation <laughs> tweeted out a photo of them side by side. Case Keenum oh seven God. and Nick Foles is number nine. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty gorgeous. This is amazing. <laughs> All right. So who do you guys got? Eagles, Vikings. Vikings, baby. Vikings. Vikes. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Vikings, but I want to see them get home field in the Super Bowl. That would so be hilarious. Bad. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then hear Patriots fans just crow about, oh, it's a disadvantage for us the whole the whole Stop two weeks. Stop putting prior. the Patriots in over the Jags. Uh, I, did well, you not, did you not hear happens, Jalen Ramsey it's, last it's, night? It's, it's going to happen. They go. They go in the Super Bowl, and then they're going to win that B. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not putting them in, but if they get just it, that's, that's, that's what, what you just I will. I will put them in. Oh, you're disgusting. I'm not. It's just that's the. But the, I think that's the right call. Well, someone else pointed wrong, out this Jags wrong. defense is like a, a Tom Coughlin product. <laughs> oh, I see the Tom Coughlin proxy. And okay. who beat the the Patriots yes. twice in the Super Bowl? Yeah, Tom, Tom Coughlin, Coughlin defense. Well, I just think look, th- like th- all three of these defenses are are incredible. They're yeah. left in the playoffs, yeah. except New England's obviously. Right. Like. Any of them, I think, can match up well with the Patriots. Uh, you've got – I think you could stick Jalen Ramsey on Gronkowski and then have Boye take out outside receivers. And then uh, there's a lot that they're they can – They're just not that creative, though. 
I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you, they could do that. They could do a lot of they, those things. They, they, they have the personnel to do whatever the hell they want well, to do. Right. But they're not creative enough to do well, it. Well, I don't think that it's fair to say that they're not creative. They haven't had to be at any point this year. They've been able to do, like, what Seattle – That's ha- what I'm saying. So now we're, we're going 18, 19. We say, it's, it's not going to happen. They're going to play their, they they're gonna play their they base adjust. defense, man. I think the Steelers exposed the Jags secondary yesterday, yesterday a little bit. Like, really? Do you think they exposed them when they had they, – Ben like they, threw four touchdown passes. Unlike – most of them were in tight coverage yeah. and came from spectacular plays from the best wide receiver in football. But they were they still got beat. The Patriots don't have the best wide receiver in yeah, football. Yeah, the be- yeah. Who's, I don't, you I think Brandon Cooks is going to make those plays on Ramsey and Boye? He can burn anyone. No, not these I guys. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, again, like, yeah. I, I like, was more a testament to Brown being – an amazing player. Well, no one, no one else makes that catch. Yeah, I and agree. Le'Veon Bell. Holy hell! Yeah, yeah. The Bell. I mean, Bell's Bell's coverage or ca- touchdown catch came in tight coverage right. too. Like yeah, the, the, re- the reason Bryant. the Steelers were in that game is because they have two of the best players at their position. Like, yeah, exactly. I love Deion yeah, Lewis. Three, three. I yeah, mean, even even ben. the way Roethlisberger's been playing right now. I but don't as know. shut down as as a Jack secondary has been, the Steelers expose them a little bit in that game. I wouldn't use the word exposed, but obviously they got they. They did get over they got them beat. a little bit. They got beat. Guys, I had a question for you. From a team-building perspective, we look at the four quarterbacks in this Final Four, right? Yeah. You have Foles, and I know Wentz was a big part of why they're there. Sure. Right. Yeah. Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, undrafted, and obviously Tom Brady. From a team-building perspective, do you pay Kirk Cousins $30 million looking at how these teams are built and the depth and the defense? Yes. I, I think Kirk Cousins' value took a little bit of a hit yesterday, in my opinion. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting an interesting point. thought. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't. Uh, if you're asking me, I, I I would not. Although, if you're if you're one of those teams that are very fo- look, having a good quarterback is a shortcut to victories, right? Otherwise, yeah. you've got to build really from the ground up, foundationally, um, and and draft well. But the w- if you look at what these three remaining teams, other than the Patriots, have done, and even the Patriots, really to a degree, it's just you've you've got to build defense and, and you've got to build good. You know, uh, a good core, whether it's going to be running backs, whether it's going to be wide receivers. Um, in Minnesota's case, it's a little mix of both, right? So uh, they have a very well balanced team, does Minnesota. And it really starts with the defense. Philadelphia as well. Uh, you look at their defensive line. Mm-hmm. It's again, they've built it from the defense moving forward, but they've added all of those other pieces as well. You're you're yeah. working with what I would say is like a razor thin margin of error if you want to go down that line, and you also got to kind of catch lightning in the bottle too. Like if you look at Case Keenum, you know that is the definition of catching lightning in a bottle. I mean, he's I've always liked Case Keenum as a, as a player, but he's playing out of his mind right now. He's playing with a great supporting cast, which is you say drafting yeah. well. Thielen's an undrafted free agent. Diggs is like a fifth, fifth, rounder, fifth rounder pick. Uh, McKinn was a third was a third round pick, something like that. Yep, Murray kind of just a whatever free agent. And their offensive line has mostly been built from like mid tier free agents. So yeah. they've kind of just had it all come together in the right moment. And right. hope maybe it's a sustainable thing. Who knows? But and if because you can look at one of the teams that's probably going to chase after Kirk Cousins is the Broncos. They kind of took that approach where. They drafted a first-round player, but they started the year with Trevor Simeon kind of thinking like, okay, maybe he can be that guy with a good defense and a good run game. Both those two things kind of came to fruition, and he's still yeah. pissed in his pants and, and ruined, <laughs> ruined, <laughs> ruined the Broncos season. So you kind of you can look at it in multiple different ways. All right, let's take a step back here, all right? So obviously it was a brutal loss for the Steelers at home uh, against a Jags team that I put in this round. Look, uh, you can criticize me if you want, but the Jags came in with the Jeff Fisher game plan, and they won. 
Uh, it was very simplistic, but they imposed their will. I mean, that's literally what it comes down to. They were able to impose their will, but their game plan, extraordinarily simplistic. The Jags just did what they do. Um, but a brutal home loss, I think, uh, for the Steelers. And um, and since we have a Steelers fan in the house, uh, uh, what were your thoughts and emotions while watching this game at home? Well, I sunk into a deep, dark hole of depression when they went. Steelers went down 21 21 to nothing. nothing. That but, was like, rough. they couldn't stop Leonard Fournette in the first half. The run game at all. It was like, they're going to give it to Fournette, and he just kept eating ch- huge chunks of yard. He had, he had that big touchdown run. Like, the Steelers didn't show up. I said ahead of this game that my only real fear was the fact that the Steelers starters had two weeks off, basically. They didn't start their starters in week 17. And they, they were looking forward towards that Patriots yeah. game yeah. as well. And, and they had the bye. They were looking forward. Like, Lev Bell was chirping on Twitter the night <laughs> about before. About retirement. What? No, he was and chirping about, about loving round two. Oh, how round he was going to have another one in the championship round. Right. Like, they were just, like, already banking a win against the Mike Jaguars. Mitchell too. Yeah. Mike and, Mitchell. And, and they came out in the first quarter, and they looked they, they looked they like look they flat. didn't care. Yeah, they looked flat. They there looked was, like they didn't care. It was like peak Steelers BS going into going into this game. Like overconfidence by players like Bell and Mitchell. Like already looking forward to round two. Give me a break, you goofballs. Number two, like there's reports of Bell threatening to retire if right. he gets franchised. There's reports of Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger not getting along. So it's it's the two things that make the Steelers just one of the more insufferable franchises in the league. Insufferable! Is, is, <laughs> it, no, and I mean it. It's so annoying. It's been this way for years. Like, it's either oh, over, like, just poor overconfidence that gets them beat by yeah. teams they should win against, or it's, or. or it's infighting and stupid drama, and that's just consistent themes of the Tomlin-era Steelers. Man. And both of them came to fruition coming into this game. Pittsburgh deserved to lose that game. Their defense deserved to lose terrible. it 10 times out of 10. We had talked about on uh, NFL Pick'em that uh, the only, in my mind anyways, the only way the Steelers were going to win this game is, is Ben Roethlisberger had to protect that ball like his life depended on it. You did say that. And, um, and those two turnovers. That. and he did, not, he did not do that. Uh, the two turnovers that he had ultimately cost the Steelers. Uh, the victory, I mean, you know, a, 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 a sack. I, and, and, again, I, I get that the great plays that he made were because he was hanging in the pocket, hanging in the pocket. But, I mean, that interception was not great. And, and, and clearly the um, the sack fumble for touchdown then, was just off. And there were some really questionable play calls on those two fourth and ones that they didn't get. Nothing and then, boils my blood faster than a pitch. A on pitch? On what? Pitch. What? what are you that? guys doing? Your quarterback's nickname is Big Ben. <laughs> Just run it up <laughs> the middle with him. Sneak exactly. it. Let him dive forward yeah. for the half yard you needed. I wonder I how much of that then, is Haley or Ben Roethlisberger changing the plays at the line. Either way. Whichever, whichever, one, whichever one it was. Yeah, but why don't no pitch it out? And especially, then, uh, especially against the defense God. that fast, too. Like, yeah. I hate the play call a in general. Penetrating defense. But then, yeah. And then with like linebackers that can fly to the ball all over the place and attack. Quarterbacks like, what are, what are you doing? thinking? That and then at the end, and I know it was still a long shot, but they decided to onsides kick it. Yeah. I know. I was like, why? The they, I doing? think they had a couple timeouts. I don't exactly remember how much time well, then was they, left. They, on they the botched clock, the but. time management too because they they let like 15 seconds run off before the two minute warning. Yeah. Tomlin is a liability in big in big moments like that. This is not like a new thing. This is another consistent theme of, of the Tomlin era Steelers. And and your point on the turnovers too, James, is like when they happened is important too because I think this Jags team is a team that feeds off its own 
arrogance and confidence, kind of like the 2015 Panthers a little bit. Like they are meant to play as front runners. Like, and when Jacksonville could get that big lead yeah. and then keep whooping you on oh, offense, yeah. like oh, yeah. that makes a big difference. So Roethlisberger coming out, obviously he played a fantastic game overall, but the timing of those turnovers when they Brutal. happened allowed the Jags to feed into their own confidence. And, and even Blake was feeling it at, at one point. So like, so, you know, that, that's the type of thing that it, when they go into new England next week, if they're able to make a couple big plays early, that's when I think you got to look out for. All them. right, so a couple of uh, news items here for the Steelers, right? NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport says the Steelers are expected to franchise Le'Veon Bell again. Uh, he'd make about $15 million next year if that were to be the case. Uh, this after Le'Veon Bell said he might just retire or sit out the entire year. If he's franchised again, so clearly some drama there. Yeah, and, right. And, and he's again, not going to retire. Oh, no, he's not going to retire. Get, get out. Fifteen million? No, he's not going to retire. Get out of here. Um, Big Ben also said post game, told reporters that he does expect to play in 2018, which is a bit of a contrast to what um, the feeling was. Yeah, last after year, 2017. Yeah, he was saying he was might retire. Exactly last year. right. That's Something exactly tells right. me this is not the last we've heard uh, it is of not. Big Ben <laughs> in regards to his retirement and yeah. whether or not he's going to play it w- in 2018. It will not be. No, it will not be uh, the last. As a Steelers fan, like if Lev Bell goes to a different team or something, like this might have been the last, the last game the we'll last see of the killer bees, the killer bees all together, and they, you know they couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah. So. Uh, before That's we impressive. move on from this game in general, too, I do yes. want to give Bortles credit. We were talking about downstairs. He made a lot of clutch throws. I mean, despite your Jeff Fisher game plan attacks, which could be true. I loved their first drive, but uh, from Mike Sando at ESPN on third and five plus. Yeah. Bortles went four of he six for 76 yards with four first downs, 109 passer rating. I mean, and some of those throws, too, it's like – We're on the money. They were good. Yeah. They were good. Uh, there was a couple where you're like, what are you doing? What are yeah, you doing? What are you doing? And then too. it's like, oh, okay, he made it. <laughs> he I de- think- definitely threw some some wobblers, some ugly-looking balls. <laughs> on but, third, though, yeah. is what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he got away with that. But uh, they did. So there you go. All right, so I'll throw it out to you guys. Let's break down this game coming up, okay? Do Fournette and the Jags have a chance versus the Patriots? Absolutely. Of course they have a chance. How can you say they don't have any chance? Definitely have a chance. Wow. I the I mean, just uh, the confidence in the Jaguars. I think we all want that. Just well, is that, is oh, that what no. it is? No. It's, it's definitely we're a want, wanting. But, but, but how can we're you say that what it. it is? How can you say they have no chance? With that pass rush, yeah. you have a chance. These are the team like this. That pass rush, that secondary, the co- the coverage players they have all over the place. Like yeah. this is a, this is the exact type of team that gives the uh, that gives the Patriots trouble. I mean, think about when they went into Denver, and them this being in New England is definitely going to be an advantage. But nevertheless, like think about that when they went into Denver a couple of years ago when Denver won the Super Bowl, and and when Peyton Manning's throwing ducks on the other side of the ball, and right. they still uh, outmatched the the Patriots did the Denver Broncos. I think the same thing can ha- certainly happen here. They won hundred percent have a chance to win this game. This is this is the perfect type of team that has had success in defeating Tom Brady throughout his entire career. You get a lot of pressure yep. on him, you knock him around, he's on the sideline yelling at Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, Blake Bortles is just putting the ball in Leonard Fournette's stomach. Yeah. You know, what you, you replace yeah, for you re- put Fournette's jersey on Brandon Jacobs back with the Giants teams that beat him in the Super Bowl. It's the same stuff. That front seven shut down Derrick Henry uh the other night, but Leonard Fournette and Derrick Henry, like different players when they get Ho- to get going. Hopefully Fournette's ankle 
is I don't think he was the same. Yeah, the same true. guy in the oh, second, the second half. half there. He looked. Yeah, he, was well, and he wasn't as explosive. Tennessee, as you have in the rundown, lost Jack Conklin too, which is a which was a big loss. Oh yeah, that was that was a blow. Was By guy. the way, that AFC Championship game two years ago, Brady was hit like twenty two times. Yeah. In that game, that's, that's the, what the that's Jags the, need to that's do. The that's the recipe. Von, yeah. Von Miller was basically just cruising in a lazy boy yeah. in, the, in the Patriots' backfield. There, like he would, yeah. the snap would be made and he was in there. Malik think, Jackson is, is he was with on that Denver team too. Now he's with the Jags. Calais Ooh. Campbell there, obviously, you know, double digit sack totals as well. So, I, I, I under Rockway, all these guys. How I, can you I, say I, there's I, no chance? I understand, but that being said, it's like, look, man. I, this is a team that the the Patriots are that they're they're going to get the ball out quick. I think they've learned from their past mistakes as well. Um, I just I I don't see how the Jaguars. And here's the thing, man. I, I get the Patriots aren't great defensively, but they have been so much improved over yeah. the last six weeks. They've gotten better. Um, and their front seven, as you mentioned, has been able to stop the run pretty well. I get that the Jags are a totally different run run style team too. You know what I mean? So. Um, they're going to be able to put post-rushing numbers up there. But, again, it goes back to if they don't get turnovers, what happens? If they don't have a lead, what happens? And I think those two things favor heavily um, in on the Patriots' side. And and actually, I'm just, I, I guess I'm just surprised. That, I mean, it's I'm like, surprised you're not even giving them a chance, though. I, like, yeah, and here, here's the thing. Like, I've, got, the, I've given them nothing. The Patriots, the Patriots <laughs> don't shocking. have the Patriots don't have receivers that are going to beat the Jags secondary. They yeah, just, they just don't. Like right. Hogan and Cooks are good are good players, but 100%. they're not going to be the guys racking up 100 yards. So where this game is going to come down to is Gronk and the running backs and yep. the Jags. If oh. they if they which do, is how they win though. But no, if they if they scheme something like you said, put put Ramsey on Gronk and also the the Jags linebackers are so fast and are good coverage linebackers that the Patriots dink and dunk, they're probably not going to be able to get as much yak as they normally do because that Jags defense crashes to the ball so quickly and so ferociously. So you might see three three-yard passes and then a three and out for the Patriots. I don't know, man. I Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I think the Patriots will be heavily favored in this game, and, and I think those are the reasons why. All right. Um, let's get to some coaching news, shall we? Rap Sheet says the Titans are now – or they offered Mike Malarkey – a contract extension. Then we find out earlier this morning he just got fired. I uh, excuse me. They mutually agreed to part ways. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he got fired. <laughs> yeah. So now all of a sudden, Josh McDaniels is in the running to land the Titans head coaching gig. This 24 hours after Rapsheet said that they were gonna the the Colts were gonna offer uh, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels their head coaching gig. So. Obviously, McDaniel's in high demand. Um, I, th- there's a lot of things going on in Tennessee. Sounds like both the Patriots will lose both coordinators, too. It does sound um, like that. Adam Schefter says the Lions are expected oh, to that hire is on the rundown. Uh, Patriots <laughs> defensive coordinator <laughs> Matt Patricia, uh, who was also linked to the New York Giants job as well. If you're McDaniels, you want the Colts job, you want the Titans job? That's a great question. Because if it's luck, if, if luck's in peak form, if he's healthy, then I think it's the Colts job pretty convincingly. But who the hell knows? Nobody knows. I don't know. I think the Tennessee Very job is a, good, is a good one. And I do wonder, like, I think the Tennessee job's a better job. I like Tennessee. You've got you've got a deeper core yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. You've got a good I offensive line. Too. You've got yeah. Corey Davis, Rashard yeah. Matthews, Delaney yeah. Walker for a little bit still. Yeah, I guess. Derrick Henry. Like, what, like what do you what do you have in, in Indy? These though? are all you pretty have luck. That's it. Yeah, Lock, you yeah, you have a you have a thirty five year old Frank Gore. A, a potentially you may not again, have luck either. Yeah. S- well, again, speculating that he's in peak form, that Which, he's 
which is, again, big speculation. Right. That's why I think it's a Colts job because I would take one transformative franchise quarterback over all those like, core. fine players that you just listed on Tennessee. Like None of those guys are elite players or even top ten options. No, McDaniels, maybe, McDaniels maybe hasn't, hasn't needed elite players all around him. You don't, you don't well, think I, Mariota That's can what be? I was just about to say. Mariota, no. he's 24 really? He's 24 years old. I mean, he might old. be, but you have, you, that is a complete guess after what we saw this year. Wow. Wow. It was a nightmare this They were season. a bad 9-7 and team that I don't think – Really maximize their their talent? Not at no. all. You know, it's a good but way to that, put I it. I mean, no. but again, we're talking about a guy coming off of a broken leg in the sure. offseason. And Marcus Mariota, I think he's I think he's got tons of upside. Yeah, I guess he's I don't still know. Really young. And again, to what Alex said is, I just love their offensive line. Uh, they have a pretty good defense there as well. Um, man, they got a lot of pieces there. I, I think the wide receiver core obviously needs to be rehauled, but uh, they've got an interesting young player there in Corey Davis as well. So I don't know, but, man. But I'm kind of I mean, interested. I, I get Harmon's point too because we've seen Luck drag this team to, drag. to great lengths yeah. already. So if you put an offensive mind like McDaniels with him, he can go get some players he wants in the draft to fit his system. You know, yeah. you know what we haven't talked about is the GM fit. You know what I mean? Because I think I think previously. I don't think McDaniel's would have touched uh, the Colts given their GM situation, but I don't well, know. I like, maybe I like Ballard there now. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe yeah. he likes Ballard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and it's not they Ryan feel Gregson. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, maybe he feels like he can bi- truly build something mm-hmm. uh, there in Indianapolis. I don't know. The I Titans. Know. The it's Titans situation though is fascinating. I do think like just. I wonder, like, what the whole process was that unfolded the last couple of days with with Malarkey. Because I think, like, if they, if you were going to go into Wild Card Weekend thinking, like, if we lose this game, like, we're going to fire Malarkey. Nothing has happened since since mm-hmm. that morning, right? To change your opinion, right? That's you gotta, exactly right. You got to you got to win in Kansas City, playing a style that is not conducive to how you normally play with Mike Malarkey, and then you got whooped right. by the Patriots. Like, it made no sense to keep him, so that's good. But I th- And I do think Josh McDaniels is, like, a big reason why they probably decided to flip the switch with the fact, like, they they wanted him. They think they have a good shot to land him because their front office has Patriots connections. And then right. when they saw him, like, potentially, like, locking in on a division rival team, they ripped the cord on, on Malarkey. So I, it's a good decision by – by Tennessee and uh, whether they get I think they got lucky man I mean you know what I mean because they were going to try I mean again multiple reports are saying uh, Tom Pelissero uh, you know reiterating the rap sheet report that um, they did indeed offer him a contract extension but something fell apart and they, they couldn't uh, or they could have looked at the mentions on those tweets I, oh my god the mentions were, were molten lava oh my god they were flames I think <laughs> When Rapshi tweeted that out that they were going to give him the contract extension, the entire timeline uh, of the mentions, man, in those replies, it was just all, uh, I'm over this team. Yeah. Mark is horrible. I've given up on the Titans. It was it was awesome. Man. I it think was crazy. I think the way it works there, too, is like the, I don't think the front office ever want because if you remember back a couple of years ago when they hired Mike Malarkey, you know, they whispered it in during a playoff game. like Great, <laughs> During the peak of yeah. that Packers-Cardinals game, I think you and I were on that playoff yes. game with the Jeff Janis catches up. It was like a commercial. You and I just happened to be on Twitter, and you're like, "Did you? Is that Malarkey? Is that <laughs> yeah. was this great, Chaps? Is this great, real yeah. life? Great, great game we got going on here. By the way, we hired Mike Malarkey. I think it was the way we described it on the podcast. Even but. the vote of confidence <laughs> last week was not really that yeah. great yeah. of a vote of confidence. But if you remember that when they hired him, I think it was the the ownership there, uh, Amy Strunk. Yep, Amy Strunk, Amy Adam Strunk, whatever. Right, uh, she 
really liked Mike Malarkey and felt really comfortable with him and all and that kind of shoehorned him in. And kind of shoehorned him in, but I don't yeah. think the front office and again those Patriots guys, John Robinson, I don't think they ever wanted Mike <laughs> Malarkey. So I think they finally, <laughs> I think they sense. finally pushed ownership <laughs> over the edge yeah. in the last couple, maybe just in the last twenty-four, like twelve hours, really, and finally got him out the door. That's funny, man. Who and if now rap sheet is. Uh, speculating he could join uh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, yes, in Cleveland as the offensive coordinator. I'm so sorry, Cleveland. I saw, I saw, I saw Evan Silva quote tweet that and just say, "Great fit." Oh my god, <laughs> just hilarious! So unbelievable, man. All right, let's talk about playoff challenge a little bit, shall we? All right, so we got Jacksonville uh, taking on New England in Foxborough, and we have Minnesota going to Philadelphia. It's the one and two seeds there in the NFC, and the NFC playoffs have not disappointed, man. Holy hell, every game has I mean, just been fantastic. We figured, looking at the lineup and the slate yeah. of teams for yeah. weeks yeah. ahead of time, yeah. you know, once the Rams, Vikings, uh, and Eagles and stuff had been locked and the Saints and Panthers were going to make it, like, this was going to be a good thing, and <laughs> I mean, you Every were, uh, yeah, it was just, you were rolling a six-sided die and saying, okay, th- these are the teams. You know what I'm saying? It, it was just uh, so many great storylines going in. You could make a case for any of those teams, any six of those teams that got in, you could make a case uh, for them making it to the Super Bowl. And, and, but here we are. We got the Man, one what do you, the what, do you, what do you guys think about uh, if Carson Wentz was on the Eagles right now? I feel like oh. they'd just be blowing through oh. the oh, yeah. NFC the and the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, just they, with they, how they, awesome, how well-rounded that team is, they, how many they'd be holding up they have the on offense. Yeah. I, I agree with that. 100%. Which, again, just has to feel so – Painful for Eagles fans. I mean, I was watching. I really, I really, really enjoyed that game on Saturday. That was. I loved uh, that game. That game was very fun. I mean, it's it's awesome that nobody really gave the Eagles a chance in that game yeah. and they ended up winning. Also, I, I have nightmare fuel forever of uh, who was it that put the dog mask on? Oh Lane yeah, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. <laughs> I think Chris Long had it on too. Yeah, I was creepy. <laughs> I loved. It. I was having a lot of fun with that. I picked. I picked the Eagles to win that game. I felt felt. Glad, I was glad that they won and whatever. Yeah. Check check my Twitter. Check check, check the Twitter. Twitter. Check, but check you wrote wait, an article wait, wait, about. Wait. Are they well, you got a lot Eagles? of heat. I got a lot of heat because. Oh, is because, it your uh, Eagles now? Because no, you did no, like. No. Did you do strength and? Yeah, because I, because I did the. Uh, I put a piece out for like the once using PFF data. Like, what's the one surprising thing you wouldn't know about each team? Yeah. And I, I really didn't realize that I had done this, but like all of the all seven of the teams were like a pretty positive note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> except the Eagles, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote something negative for them and heard it for days for Eagles fans. I see. But, and that was what, what I kept saying to them. I was like, I think I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. I think their front seven is enough, and I don't really believe in the Falcons like other people do. But whatever. So was watching that game or whatever, and I just, just had to think for all those people that hate me. Uh, <laughs> I just had to think how painful this has to be to watch this team like just – eke out a win versus yeah. a team that they're clearly a hundred times better than than the Falcons with like God if they just had their quarterback they'd be yeah. dropping it that, on that would have looked like the Patriots Titans score if, if right. Carson I, that's, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Pretty sure Corey Clement led the Eagles in receiving, which is Is that right? Yeah. I didn't look at the box score, but Look at the numbers. I know. James. I know. I know uh-huh. I I'm sorry. I did not look at the numbers. So five, five for five for thirty-one. Well, he, yeah, <laughs> five for five for thirty-one yards. He didn't have more yards, but he led the team in catches. All hey. right. So here we go. We got four teams left. Playoff challenge. Who do you guys fill out your rosters with? I, I, I had to completely revamp mine uh, because I was so heavily invested in the Steelers and especially the Saints. I had so many Saints. Yeah, uh, In my playoff challenge you were roster, wrong. I was, I was just so wrong. Um, <laughs> well, I lost out on the Rams in round one. And the Chiefs, 
and now I lost out on the Saints in round two, so I'm out of it. Who the, who, who gives a damn what I think? That's that's why it's important in this to pick your two favorites for the Super Bowl and stick with them. And really like, write it out. Yeah. Two teams that aren't playing in the wild card round because you get the bonus in round two. Well, and I lost. The I lost on the Steelers. Going to make a run. Like if you load it up with Jags sure, right now. Sure. You're, oh, you're, you're sitting pretty. But I mean, oh, yeah. who who has any Jags? I was going to say wait, challenge lineup right now. I don't even. Know, I didn't even know how you're sitting pretty because like who did you pick? Maybe no, let's Fournette. Fournette. If you had Fournette, oh my God, Fournette's he had three killing. Touchdowns right. yesterday. Yeah, that's Fournette a, that's and uh, Tommy Bohan. Yeah, right. I was going to say, but other than Fournette, who who are you putting in there? I mean, even if you had Marquise Lee, he was like in and out of the game. Oh, he clanking passes off his hands like it's 2014. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're. Right. I will there's, say, other than Fournette, there's, right no, now, there's nobody. No. There was no one. Jags defense. Oh, Jags. Not even. I mean, the Jags defense. Z. Yeah, well, that's true. They scored a touchdown. On the overall, on the overall leaderboard right now, the person that is the highest yeah. had a had a roster that was uh, loaded from the opening week with the uh, Steelers, Jags. He had two Saints. He had Lutz and Michael Thomas, so that worked out well. Yeah. And Gronk. But so his lineup last week. I mean, he's gonna have to switch it up a lot. Was. Big Ben, 70 points. Left Bell, 52. Leonard Amazing. Fournette, 58. Yeah. Oh! Michael, Michael Thomas, 40. <laughs> Antonio Brown, 50. Gronk, 28. Lutz, 12. Yeah, I mean, if you had the Steelers, like, they gave you a pretty good parting gift. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. with the two-time yeah. bonuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the production that they put up. Sure, but sure. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I kind of tried to go with, like, a different strategy where I picked a little bit from, like, players <laughs> yeah. I thought had, had people. Did not work. Has not worked. Out. <laughs> Has not worked. Uh, so, I don't think I'll be, uh, do I don't you think have, I'll be getting a Super Bowl trip. Do you have yeah. anyone? left from your original starting uh, lineup? Yes, I had Brady and Gronk. Oh, and, okay. and the Vikings defense. Wow, there you go. So okay, so you get three times I do get three times them. bonus yeah. for them. That's good. I've got to fill, like, so many other spots. i got to fill a running back, two, both receivers. Well, who are you taking, then? Uh, who, I have well, see, no I'm me, torn on Deion Lewis or Leonard Fournette now, because I, I already have Latavius Murray. I had a heavy, I had a pretty heavy Vikings roster after the Rams. Yeah. I was picking, I was leaning on the Rams early, and uh, they got bounced. So that hurt, but uh, I, I doubled up. I had Diggs and Murray and the defense last week, so Oof. I went ahead and I grabbed myself Keenum and Thielen. There you go. I think they, I think they might sneak by the Eagles here and I think play so that too. home game. And then uh, I've had Gronk in since week one, so I'm no reason to turn away from him now. <laughs> and so, uh, I grabbed Fournette and Lambo. Also, a little bit of uh, you know wish casting by me that the Jags can beat them. Ah. And uh, and you know the I think Fournette's a fine pick because if they get near the goal line, they're giving it to him. Yeah. And you know for playoff challenge, those touchdowns will mean a lot because I don't have a bonus right now. So right, yeah, running back options aren't aren't great. I, mean, I already have Lewis in there. So if I you add, by the way, again, uh, just to clarify, if you add a player this week, yeah. you you get it, it's just it's just their normal production. Resets yes. the bonuses. But next week, you'd get or two times. In, the, in, the Super in the Super Bowl, rather, Super you would get you, you would two get, times. Yes, yep. the double bonus. Okay. So uh, I wish we saw James White coming, but two touchdowns. But. He's Mr. January. I, yeah. He is. Yeah. But now Rex Burkhead might come back, and yeah, I'm not I'm not messing around. It's kind of tough going with a Patriots running back here. I think Deion Lewis is Lewis is, okay. is Lewis is good. He's yeah. the one I I have him in my lineup already, so I'm gonna get two times from him. But I think for receivers, I'll probably go with. Um, I think I'll probably just go with the Vikings two guys. Yeah, I've, it's nice because Diggs and Cook. It's pretty concentrated between the two of them. Yeah, and they're both playing great. Thielen right. made some awesome catches. Dude, last he's game. unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Those put those yellow gloves in the Hall of Fame. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Seriously, so true. That's so great. All right, so uh, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, I'm sure will be heavily uh, invested in in uh, playoff challenge. If you're looking for running backs, I think Deion Lewis, uh, not a bad play. Is there a, is there a running back in Philadelphia that you guys might? 
I mean, blunt for the touchdowns. But Ajayi, I'm glad they went back to him because he was he was cooking for a while in yeah. that game. Fumbled, but he had the fumble. Uh, early, he had the fumble the f- early, but then they went back to him and he was still he the was still first it up. two plays were a lame duck by Nick Foles and then an Ajayi fumble like on the next play. I was like, this is not a good start. I mean, they won the game, but that was just. I think I'm going to go with McKinnon as my uh, Jerick McKinnon as my. I other thought about Mc- I almost thought about going Murray and McKinnon. And how about just going how all about Case Keenum? As I a, have uh, him as my yeah. QB. Oh, okay. Why not? Beautiful. He's Am got I, some. He's got some running ability. He, you know, he, we've seen him where he was. For, he had that like seven str- seven game stretch in the regular season where he was averaging like twenty fantasy points a game. Man, I love I love the Case Keenum thing. I do too. Just I, so another thing to think about in playoff challenge too is you want to go against ownership percentages. Like almost probably at this point, everybody's gonna have Tom Brady in their lineup. Yeah. yeah. Case Keenum, and if they make it to the Super Bowl, then you yeah. get that little bonus. It's true. You differentiate yourself it's a true. little bit. That's it's a way true. to help. Yeah. Um, I mean, my I like only it. other than the Vikings defense, the only players I have rocking them in my lineup right now. Uh, that have bonuses are four Patriots with Brady, Lewis, Gronk, and and Goskowski, and I hope I lose all those bonuses once again. Yes, wow. yes. Oh, I hope they all get thrown out of my lineup <laughs> oh, gosh. when the Jags drop it on them. What did you drop a random Wisconsin? Accident? Oh gosh. <laughs> Why? For Harmon? So random. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because he's being mean. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I know. You're being mean oh, to Patriots man. fans. All right. So, <clears throat> there you oh, go. Oh, gosh. Don't, don't care. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, close out your show with the round of daily daps. 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 Alex Gelhar, you were missing. So I was we'll start with you, pal. Daps. Uh, well, I think uh, let's see. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to daily daps here, but I think I'm gonna daily daps a restaurant in downtown LA that I went to and heard some good things about. Uh, we went to Mas Malo. It's a Mexican restaurant downtown. Nice. Have a very, Mas very Mallow? delicious. Mas okay. Malo. Oh, okay. No, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it Where, was where'd you take your fam? We went all. We were gonna go up to Santa Barbara, but then it was raining, and after the oh, fires, there were mudslides. Like, mud so yeah, like, yeah, we canceled yeah, those yeah, plans yeah, and yeah, just yeah. hung out in LA. And Terrible. we went to uh, went to some different bars. We went to some okay. different restaurants. Stayed downtown for a little bit because, like, I've never lived downtown, so we haven't explored that area quite as much. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, the first thing good. I just pulled up the menu for this place. The first thing I see is a four salsa flight. I love that. Yeah. A four salsa can, flight? Can I get, can I get a, a flight of salsa? Can I get a flight of salsa and a flight of beer and just shoot me in the face because I'm s- dead from happiness? <laughs> did you get the flight, Alex? No, we did not get the flight. Oh, oh come on. Well, because my mom's not as huge on uh, spicy Spi- food, yeah. so we didn't want to like sit, let her sit on the sidelines while the rest of us just gorged on salsa. A lot of, sure. a lot of spice there. That's, Got it. That's fair. But yeah, I'll give a daily depth to Masmalo and just okay. LA in general is such a great, great food scene. Because uh, so much good. Every every awesome. every night I'd ask them, I'm like, guys, anybody have any inclination? Like, is there a type of food you want? Something that sounds good? And I was like, uh, no. So I'm like, okay, great. Thanks for narrowing down my two thousand different options. Well, I mean, here's the thing: like, if you've never had Thai food, you're never gonna want Thai food, right? You know what I'm saying? If you've never had Greek food, you're never gonna want. You know what I mean? My dad, my parents did try pho for the first time. Oh when hell they were out yeah! yeah what they think? They lo- my dad loved it. My oh, mom liked it too. Okay. Because uh, my dad got it with all the extra spices. Yeah. Stuff yeah. in there, and there I was like, I was like, yeah, you'll love pho. So it was yeah. one of the rainy days when I was still working, oh, and they were just cruising around food. LA. Oh, yeah, went and got some, went and got some pho. There it is, beautiful. Uh, blasted half chicken. A blasted half. I'm, chicken. I'm on lunch till now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even nine o'clock. <laughs> can't wait to, can't wait to eat a, a booyah wrap oh, for lunch. I, are they even open today? Yeah, they are. Okay, there you go. We're working on a holiday, folks, just for you guys. Yep, just for you guys. <laughs> we're supposed there. to keep this podcast short, but we're, I know. We're, well, actually, uh, it's like forty minutes yeah. right now. That's not bad. We've had some. We've had some, we've had some. We've had some damn. Short one of the year. I think. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> That's some we're damn BS good in here. banter. Yeah. What the hell? If cares? people are, if the people don't like it, they can <laughs> get out of my uh, face. I forgot to mention. If you, if you don't know what pho is, it's a Vietnamese uh, hot noodle soup. Oh, it's so. It's good. so great. It's so great. Uh, franchise, what do you got, pal? 
I finally, I didn't go to the cinema. Cinema? Oh. But you, I parked my butt on my couch and watched a great movie Saturday night. I finally saw Get Out. Oh, oh, me too. Oh, I just saw it last week too. Nice. Oh, that's great. Good. I couldn't, like, I couldn't sleep. Reminder oh, of seeing oh. that. That, my my mind the, was just like I completely yeah. regretted the time I saw it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I I fired up at like midnight one night and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah, and I didn't like I why knew, did I, do I this knew it was gonna be good, but like I went into it not really knowing too much about it. Yes, me and too. And at first I was like, this is so weird. Oh, just it's, it like, was there were some yeah. awkward moments that yeah, made yeah. me really uncomfortable, oh, yeah. and then it started to play out, and I was yeah. like. Oh, it's a great, great oh movie. my god, this movie! It takes you into this weird place because it's like you know, like all this racism. That's, yes, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yes. And then it's like oh, you're like oh. Anytime you see racism on screen, it's like ah, oh, but it's so great it's about so it. Cleverly you know, it's, done. Yes, it's not, it's not just like you know. I'm trying to think of yeah, like you're watching subtle. an old western and yeah, 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 yeah. it's that kind of racism. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's there. Oh, yeah, it's real, and it really makes you think. Yeah, like, yes. it's the type of stuff we like actually god. have to confront. Right, Jesus. <laughs> Like the I, subtle sort of that thing. movie might be my might be my number one movie of the year. I saw it its first weekend out in a packed theater, <laughs> and like so, your guys oh, yeah. your guys mind blowing like on your couches as you watch it. Imagine that in a theater yeah. with like four hundred people. Yeah, everybody's freaking out. <laughs> people are like shouting at the screen, yeah. just yelling like, "Oh my god!" Like it was so so uh, good. Oh, James, great. we will have to <clears throat> yeah. fill these two gentlemen in on the revelation that we had about. Uh, somebody who might be in the sunken place. Oh, that's right. That we that we oh, you and I, right. Marcus Grant, discovered yes. on, on Friday. We'll, we'll, Whoa, we'll, we'll have to we'll fill, fill that in. in off okay, air, we off legitimately air. we we've we've really cracked. We it. we, we really we've, cracked. We have something. cracked the code here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Who oh, that? All right, let's speed through daps so okay. I can find this out. Daps, daps, daps. I will daily daps. Uh, if you're into hip hop, uh, two chains has a remix. Who's that? It's a <laughs> it's a freestyle remix of Kendrick Lamar's DNA. Um, and it is, it's, it's awesome. Wait, what does that consist of? A freestyle remix? So they, well, because they lay down the, the DNA track. Yeah. And then he freestyles on top of it. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So he freestyles over the DNA, over the DNA track. Gotcha. Uh, it's an LA leakers video if you want to find it on YouTube. But the reason, okay, so now the reason I think it's cool is because first of all, there's a lot of freestyles and stuff out there. A lot of freestyles suck. Uh, this was (laughs) awesome. Uh, two chains killed it, but you get to see some of the creative process happening at the beginning uh, of the of the track as well, which is really interesting to see. It just kind of you, you get to see the gears turning, and and like just the just the idea of freestyling is unbelievable. You know, I see some of these guys doing. I'm like, what? These guys' minds work in a completely different way. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to kind of see those gears starting to move uh, for an established artist like Two Chains is pretty cool. Like I saw this, I saw this video with my wife yesterday, and um, and she's like, "Oh, but he probably freestyles all the time." I'm like, "Yeah, he probably does," but it's like it's like being on television for the very first time. You talk every day. But once that camera comes on, yeah. and you know it's for reals, you know it's being recorded, something completely different changes, right? Yeah. So and, and even for somebody like 2 Chains, he probably does it all the damn time. He probably freestyles over everything. But you know you're being recorded, and you know that if you stink – it's going down. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the fact that he he gets <laughs> he builds his confidence in this track as well. So I don't know. I just like to see the creative process. It was really, really well done. Cool. So two chains, LA Lakers, DNA freestyle. So there you go. Uh, Matt Harmon, what do you got? 
Yeah, so I'm gonna. Uh, did I daily dab to Handmaid's Tale last? last I think week? you I think did. You did. Well, I'm gonna. I finished the season one. Okay. So hell yeah. Uh, and season two trailer uh, just came out this weekend too. Oh no, I haven't seen that yet. Which looks like I think. Um, uh, Elizabeth Moss said, uh, "Like season two is darker, if that's possible." And from the trailer, it looks like. It oh, looks I gotta like look. Is. I gotta look that up. Sounds like they're really gonna like explore the world, which I love that sort of stuff. Any, I really get into like any sort of like dystopian or alternate reality sort of yeah. things, uh, and that's what this is. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of like explore outside of just the world that we did in season one. Uh, so daily daps to that for sure. Uh, and number two, I want to daily dap the next gen team for putting out these like the gifts of the plays like from the dashboard sure they've been really cool we've been doing them for like big plays uh yeah on like just whenever like the, the stefan diggs touchdown obviously right. but like telvin smith scoop and score and that's a really fun one if you just use the hashtag go back and like look for some of them that one's great because and a few people pointed this out when i tweeted it out that like you see ben, big ben fumble the ball and telvin smith pick it up and number seven ben roethlisberger's tracking chip doesn't move an inch after the like, <laughs> as soon as he fumbles that ball like look at look at that he pulls it up there's there's that's there's great. ben never moves <laughs> <laughs> Never moves an inch as as Telvin Smith is taking this thing back. Well, he is on the ground. I know, but it's just hilarious to just uh, watch it, just to watch the chip, and also you see like Yannick so and Gakwe like just stroll off to the sideline oh, right there. So they're fun. If you haven't seen them, use the hashtag and go back and find them. It's, <clears throat> it's some real funny stuff. And I just it's like the reason I want to daily dap them is because yeah. like when uh, when Michael Schaefer, the NGS, uh, the head of like NGS or whatever, when he put he he shared it with me, it was like. Hey, what do you think about this? Like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I'll definitely tweet it out. Like, for the first one that he did, I can't remember even what play it was. Um, but, like, somebody from the social team was like, nothing here. And I was like, what do you mean there's nothing here? People will like this. And people you, have been. I saw your Diggs one had hundreds of. Oh, yeah. All, all of them. Like, the only. Like, I think there's only been one that, like, didn't take off. Every one of them has, has like, double digit likes or retweets or whatever because they're, cause they're cool, they're innovative, and they're fun. You know which one really took off was the. I, the gif of the the falcons final play on fourth down that's the rollout the rollout that one really took off in a negative fashion what a dumb dumb play call by the way yeah we didn't talk about that but yeah that one i've had falcons fans just quote tweeting it with all kinds of terrible Wait, didn't, things didn't julio jones fall down on that play yeah, but he did. You know, yeah. But when and I hate he's the only option at that point. Right. Well, that's what I hate that, about yeah. that play call is that's it's fourth in the game, and you do this rollout, so you limit yourself to a tiny sliver of the field. And yeah. sure, you also, have Julio Jones. I'm glad you're finally throwing it to him in the red zone. But like, well, actually, but also, I, you, I didn't hate the play call because didn't they? I, if I'm mistaken, and you've got it in front of you, I don't know if you do, but I thought Julio Jones lined up in the slot. And then made a hard, sharp cut, but just fell down. And I think no, he was on the outside. He was on yeah, the outside. and then he was covered, and he would have been had a better position for the jump ball, but he slipped. They when he was lined up to. Derek Coleman, their their fullback, yeah, as the left ISO left wide receiver, and then rolled out right, and then rolled yeah. out right. I mean, yeah, and and like Matt Ryan, not like a super mobile guy, not really. That was one of the things that he did struggle under with Kyle Shanahan. Of the course, first right. one was being able to roll right. out of pocket. Like right. he's a guy that should drop back and like smart yes. scan the field. Yeah, I don't understand why you take away. You almost just limit him to like a fourth right. of the field. There, it's just very low percentage. Collinsworth right before it too goes. All right, so this is going to be their best two point play, the <laughs> best play that they think 
They have. This is going to be it. Sark is so yeah. horrible. Yeah, 240 retweets, 366 likes on there, and countless quote tweets of <laughs> what you upset. doing? What? What, uh, there's, what you doing, Sark? There's been some mean-spirited ones, I'll say that. When, oh, real quick before we sign off or before Chris gets his dabs, yeah. uh, you were mentioning Handmaid's Tale and Elizabeth Moss, and that made me think of something I saw on Twitter.com this morning. I just pulled back up. I like uh, that site. Somebody said, uh, reminder that she, she has possibly the greatest burn on an ex in like the history of relationships so they pulled this quote up from an interview where the the writer of the interview said you set up your very short marriage to fred armison he's so great at doing impersonations but the greatest impersonation he does is that of a normal person i read that and thought wow that's rough to which moss replied thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's great it's pretty savage there you go all right Producer Chris, what you got, bro? You know what? We've been talking football for the last 45 minutes, but I want to keep it going. Fandom. (laughs) I want to dab fandom because when Case Keenum was leading that skull chant, that I got chills cool, before the extra point. Oh my god, was cool. and there was I it think was great camera work too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And the Vikings digital team, I think their head of digital was on the field, like in that corner of the end zone. I suggest people go check it out. Go to the oh, Vikings yeah, Twitter yeah. handle. That's like one minute of just unbelievable footage that just the crowd roaring, and he got into the mix with with Diggs going through the tunnel, throwing right. his helmet. Right. I mean, man, that's sports. Yeah, sports, dude. That no, was the, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like. I can't – the roof came off that place. Oh, also, daps to – speaking of teams and fandom and, and Twitter accounts, okay. like, daps to the Jaguars' Twitter who was going in oh, yeah. after, like, like they just some petty fun stuff. stuff with yeah. the, petty but way fun stuff with the Steelers. Like, they quote tweeted, I think, Le'Veon Bell, who's, like, excited Oops. to play the Steelers in, yeah. in round two. Basically the Patriots. Play, yeah. Excuse me, yeah, play the Patriots, and they quote tweeted him with, like, you can play the you can play them in Madden every day. <laughs> oh, that was incredible. Savage. They, they replied like uh, when they beat or they had they tweeted out like I think in November October uh, when the Jags had beaten all the AFC North teams they mm-hmm. tweeted out the, like a Photoshop of Doug Marone as like King of the North or whatever yeah. and then the Steelers team account replied with Winter is coming gif or whatever and then they replied yesterday do a months old tweet like Winter like basically Winter has come and like had uh, the Night King the gif. Night King. <laughs> Yeah. I think about they had they had spliced like Fournette in there too or something. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, Duvall, baby. Did you see the they had like a little bit of a rally? Yeah, that night? was cool. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. You could cool. hear Jaguars fans come out during the broadcast. Yeah. You could hear people yelling Duvall because oh, the yeah. stadium was silent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When it was when they were down a bunch, you could hear yeah. a pin drop yeah. in that place. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Although, I'm going to mute my TV right hey, now. Hey man, can I just say this though? I was disappointed in the Heinz crowd. They left early in that game. Dude, I didn't get it. Privilege. The, the Jags took it out of them. I know, but still, the, I mean, the, it there was no deflation. There was no, it was completely deflated in the first quarter. You could tell. I know. And Dave Damashek, we talked about but, it but last week. But leaving early of a playoff game, it just I, and they ah, were the Steelers were kind of in it ah, till, till what, the last couple minutes. Yes, that's my point. Well, that's why I was disappointed in the Heinz crowd. I'm like, God, you can't leave early. I mean, come on. Well, it was cold, James. Well, okay, you know what? <laughs> no, actually, you know what? That's legitimate. Yeah. That's actually legit. Love it. All right, but still, but I yeah, was a that, that was that I was a little that bit sucked. Different. Yeah, it was that it place was gets weird. Dave Damashek was like, that place gets weird when the Steelers get down, and it got yeah. weird early, and it stayed oh. weird. Also, real quick, while we're on the topic of fandom, yeah. daily daps to local radio guys because I just saw oh. the Vikings. Paul Allen. Oh, I have to buddy. go. I have to go listen to Paul Allen's. But for a while, I was my parents. We hadn't got to see the beach. We went to the beach one day, and it was like overcast and cold. So we went back today, and I was listening to the game on the radio through my phone. And uh, it was on the local Steelers broadcast. And it's just – it's so fun 
to listen to the local guys because they don't hide no. their like fandom at all. No. So like they were because they were both both super highs and super lows. Like as the Steelers came back and then they the Jags got that Tommy Bohanna touchdown. And it's like oh. They hit scores. <laughs> that's, that's a dagger. You're, you're binge Tommy, that's a Tommy Bohannon. Like, that's both of the guys are just like, oh, and he's open. Touchdown. Listen oh, to Paul Allen's call. I have to go. Oh, my God. I, that's what made me think of it because yeah, you mentioned the Vikings incredible. thing. So I pulled up their Twitter page, and they saw, like, a radio call for the ages. And I was like, oh, Paul. Because Paul Allen is one of the best yeah. local, local haunts It was great. I mean, because even, even Joe Buck's voice went up two, three oh, hours. Buck had a great call, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Buck had a great call. Yeah. But, I mean, just the fact that he's so – so steady, yeah, yeah, and even neutral. he was like up two octaves. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just so incredible. Yeah, I was, was I was at a bar no for that play, fouts. and that bar, that bar I thought we were gonna like break the the <laughs> foundation. Everybody was yelling. So who's loud. in the Who's oh in the booth God. with Paul Allen? Allen? I don't Do you know? remember. No, I, don't remember I can't either. think of it. But he was going nuts too. Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts were the most sleepy duo <laughs> calling that game. They were very strange. <laughs> it was bad. I know Chris Wessling tweeted about it, but Dan Fouts was like not on. Didn't care about calling. that's weird it was it was uh kind of embarrassing okay when okay. you compare like what how excited tony romo gets oh sure 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 and, and it's weird too because they're actually a terrific duo yeah. i love listening to them on the radio yep um but yeah it was a it, that was a, a a weird game for them I it guess. was I don't know. it was maybe because it was just so damn cold maybe they Shoot, were, they I were would, freezing. I, I wouldn't be performing if it was in the cold. I don't know. would be dead. It's possible. Anyways, right. should so we get out of here? Yes, absolutely. That was, that was a fun end. <laughs> All right, for Matt Harmon, Matt Franchise, the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, and, of course, producer Chris. I'm James Coe. We're out of here. We'll see you Thursday. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.